Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports reporter, college football writer for The Athletic. Bruce will be at the Rose Bowl Saturday night. It's LSU at UCLA. That game will be on Fox. Hey, Bruce, uh, glad to have you on. How surprised are you that uh, UCLA is favored in this game against LSU? Uh, To me, the thing, Dan, that a lot of people have kind of had their eyes open to, I think is this might be the year. It feels like the year that Chip Kelly has finally turned the corner with the Bruins. You have a lot of guys who played three and four years. He has a big time running game, uh, two really physical running backs, Zach Charbonnet transferred from, from Michigan. He's a Southern California kid, looked terrific, albeit against a really bad Hawaii team. And then you take the fact that LSU is coming off of a rough five and five year and also LSU has two new new coordinators, both guys, offensive uh, play caller and defensive play caller. They're brand new, have really no experience calling plays in a game. So I think on the that side of it, it's going to be interesting to see how LSU tries to deal with all the stuff that Chip Kelly and his offense is going to throw at him formationally as well as they have three really good tight ends. I think they're going to do a lot of stuff with them. And, and the challenge is how does LSU adjust to it? Chip came out with Oregon and and it it was new and then he went to the NFL and it was new and then went to UCLA and hasn't had the success, maybe hasn't gotten the athletes there. But is he still an offensive innovator the way he was when we were, you know, touting him at Oregon and certainly that first year in the NFL? I think he is. I think you're going to see some really unique stuff with what they do in the run game. Uh, now I think they have the big people up front when he took over, um, it was a complete overhaul from what Jim Mora had. And obviously there was been a lot of growing pains there. I think the biggest difference with this UCLA program compared to what he had at Oregon, remember he jumped in with Mike Bellotti at first. He was the, he was the offense coordinator. Then he took over the program, but they had, they had recruited a lot of speed there. Um, I, they have a couple of guys who can really run Kaz Allen can fly, but uh, he's a receiver, but in terms of you don't see like a Michael James, DeAnthony Thomas kind of factor in this offense. Um, I think that's different for them. They are going to to really try to get you off balance and get your head spinning and then bludgeon you. 
with physicality, which is different really than what you saw with Oregon, which was everything was so fast. I mean, he's got his line about how, you know, back when he was at Oregon, they had, they went really fast and they had fancy uniforms and, and shiny helmets. And now pretty much everybody else has those options too. I think the thing that you're going to see with him, and he's actually been an innovator, I think in a lot of ways in preparation. I mean, he's one of the reasons why, people all throughout football, not just in college football, changed their, their basically weekly practice schedule to get athletes ready for game day. I think so. There's a lot of stuff that he probably deserves credit for that, you know, maybe gets lost as people just think about, Oh, he, he made everybody go fast and he talks fast and all that stuff. I think there's a lot of wrinkles you're going to see now that he has a lot of pieces he can work with. And a lot of guys who they have a lot of buy-in and a lot of experience in what he's looking for. The quarterback who has the most pressure this year is who? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, you joke, you talked about, about Bryce Young a minute ago. I think there's a lot of pressure on him because the expectation is so high. Um, you know, for me, it, when you're talking about Alabama, what's different this year is Sark was great with uh, quarterbacks. Like I did a story a couple uh, a week ago for the athletic about the evolution of the Alabama offense. And there's been so many different hands in it and so many different coaches have come and gone uh, there and made their little adaptations. I think Bill O'Brien and people remember him obviously from when he was the head coach at Penn state and certainly what he did in the NFL, but Sark is a big shoes to replace because Sark was as good coaching the quarterbacks as anybody who's come through in Tuscaloosa. And I think what's unique there is you're, you're, it's not just, we've got to replace Sark. We've got to replace Mac Jones. You have to replace five first round picks on that offense. And so John Mechie's a really good receiver, but the receiving room at Ohio state had been, I'm sorry, the receiving room at Alabama had been off the charts in the last couple of years, really in the last decade. I still think there's talent, but people are going to expect Bryce Young to go in there and just tear it up. And he might, I mean, he's a, he's a really highly regarded kid out of Southern California, but the bar is incredibly high there at Alabama, just because no matter who's been there, it's kept getting better. And it's going to be hard to be better than what they were last year, even as good, I think. You're going to the LSU-UCLA game, but if you could go to one other game this weekend, which one would it be? Uh, man, there's great choices. Um, I love the matchup in, in Penn State, Penn State going to Wisconsin. Uh, I think Indiana and IU is Iowa is a really fun game to me though. You got to go with the top five matchup and it's like, what happens in Charlotte with, with Clemson and Georgia, you got so many five-star guys on the field. Um, I think expectations for national title is big, especially with, with Georgia. They haven't done it. It's been a long, long time since they won a national title. They have all these five-star guys. I think mean, there's a lot of hype around JT Daniels and, you know, I want to see it. I mean, because it's not like their schedule on either side is, is loaded. This is the heavyweight matchup out of the gate. This is also the only ranked team right now that Clemson is, is set up to play in the regular season. So you know, don't stub your toe here or anything like that. But I, I, I think what you have are two teams that are really, really loaded with big athletic dudes in the front seven, especially on the D lines. And I think I would expect a really low scoring physical game with them. And to me, it's like, how well can Georgia run the football? Because they're down three, you know, five-star athletes, you know, at tight end and receiver and for this matchup. And that's going to be hard to put on JT Daniels, I think. Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports reporter. He'll be uh, covering LSU and UCLA. That'll be 8.30 Eastern Saturday night at the Rose Bowl. How would you sum up the offseason for college football? chaotic um damn to me it was such a bombshell when it came out and it came out basically the, the week of of uh big 10 media days here that all of a sudden whoa texas and ou are gonna bolt from the big 12 to go to the sec to me what's so crazy about that and the subplot in this is there's been all that talk about co uh, college football playoff expansion. And there was a working group with, with basically four people, the AD of Notre Dame, the mountain West commissioner, as well as Bob Bowlesby from the big 12 
and Greg and uh, Greg Sankey from the SEC. The fact that this was go- they were having these meetings and all this discussion. And while it was going on, Greg Sankey was basically gutting the Big 12 and Bob Bowlesby's league um, is kind of really mind blowing business stuff in, in terms of that and how it really uh, rocked the big 12. And again, I talked to some eighties in the league that week who were like, this is the most stable. We felt like we've been in a decade. And all of a sudden now wow. you're two brands that really are the ones that the TV networks care about the other ones. They don't rate. It's the two that are Greg Sankey and the sec are, are taking away. I mean, that created a lot of dominoes that are still affecting, you know, right now we think the, the big 12 leftovers may are going to, probably reach out to BYU and Houston and Cincinnati um, and UCF. And so that has a domino effect to me. That's a big part of it. The NIL is certainly a story with now we've gotten used to players posing for pictures with cars that they just got. And it's all legal now. (laughs) I mean, that's another like, whoa, moment that where are we at in 2021? We've come a long way. Good to check in with you, Bruce. Should be fun this year. Certainly a whole lot different than a year ago at this time where we didn't know what was happening with the Big Ten or the Pac-12. And now we have doubts about the future of the uh, the Big 12, or at least the artist formerly known as. But uh, uh, should be fun. Thanks for joining us, Bruce. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Dan. Thanks for having me. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches. But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens... You can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense when there's gaps in health coverage. Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. Right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that. The headaches, the cost, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that brings accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and brings it onto one platform. One source of truth. So you're only paying for that. It reduces IT costs because NetSuite lives in the clouds. No hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. 
See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Patrick right now and save netsuite.com slash Patrick. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. NBC Football Night in America, analyst and two-time Super Bowl champ and somebody who should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Rodney Harrison, he'll be part of the NFL kickoff Thursday. That'll be next Thursday as the Buccaneers host the Cowboys. Coverage begins at 7 Eastern. Football Night in America on NBC and Peacock. And uh, Rodney Harrison, the uh, former great defensive back, joining us on the program. How are you, Rod? You look like you want to hit somebody. (laughs) I'm a little down right now, Dan. I got some, just got some disturbing news. A, a former teammate of mine, David Patton, I guess he was involved in a motorcycle accident that took his life. Um, I, I heard it, that his wife is in critical condition. I just got the news this morning, maybe about 20 minutes ago, and I'm just I'm devastated. He was such a great man, a great man of God, um, a great leader in our locker room, man, and I'm just, I'm just heartbroken. Would you rather do the interview another day? No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish it off, Dan. I'm okay, buddy. I appreciate you. Um, can I bring you back to the 0304 Patriots when you guys repeated? Because there's been that, you know, that talk with Tom and trying to do this again with Tampa Bay. What was the key thing about that going into the 04 season that Belichick reminded you or uh, that that was the most important thing about, hey, this is what we do and we can win it again? Well, you know, after after the season, we never really discussed the Super Bowl. The biggest thing that he said, hey, this is a totally different team. It's a new season. No one talks about repeating. We focus on one game at a time. And really, he set the tone um, for that mindset. And, you know, as, as much as we wanted to go forward and think about, oh, man, we got a chance to repeat, he always reminded us. But also we had so many great veterans in that locker room that constantly, the Teddy Brewskis of the world, Willie McGinnis, myself, Richard Seymour, all those guys constantly reminded not only the veteran players but also the rookies that, hey, you know, we haven't won anything. I mean, this year is its own individual year, and you have to focus on that. What do you think Brady is telling his teammates? One game at a time. <laughs> Don't worry about last year, all those different things. But he's definitely letting them know, like, look, guys, we can win this. Because the mindset is different. Like, with the Patriots, you could really never be outwardly expressive as far as, hey, we want to repeat. But with Tampa Bay, I mean, it's a, a new regime. It's a lot of younger players um, with, you know, a great variety of some veteran players. So I think they openly will claim that, hey, they feel like they can repeat, definitely. I think Tom, that's definitely in Tom Brady's mind. When you don't have athleticism, you don't lose athleticism. So is Brady basically the same quarterback as you had when you were there with him in New England? Yeah, and I think he has a whole heck of a lot of weapons around him. I mean, you look at the weapons. He's got Mike Evans. If he continues to go on the path that he's going, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Antonio Brown arguably is a Hall of Famer. Gronk is a Hall of Famer. And they have that run game with the offensive line, the veteran coaching staff that made some great adjustments the second part of the second half of the season. And Tom, his eagerness, his, his, um, you know, his desire to be the greatest. And Tom's always looking for that motivation. And um, I got some funny stories, but I can't tell them today um, about Tom and, and just that motivation. But yeah, man, he's, he's really motivated. 
and he's ready to go. Wait, wait, wait. You can't say you have funny stories, but then you can't tell the it funny stories. It takes too long, Dan. I mean, like on a different podcast or something like that, this is a Dan Patrick show. Oh. You don't have 30 minutes to be waiting, wasting your time with me. All right. All right. Well, I know you used to frustrate him in practice and, you know, because he was going against a pretty good secondary and, and you know, Brady was ultra competitive even in practice. Yeah, he was. And, you know, the, the bad part about today's NFL, everyone's so caught up in an athletic quarterback. Well, Tom Brady won the most Super Bowls without being athletic. If you're smart, you're a great decision maker. Um, your teammates believe in you. And that's the biggest thing with Tom. Tom never wanted to disappoint his teammates. He never always wanted to make sure that he wasn't the reason why we lost, that he wanted to be the reason why we won. And, um, you know, just that mindset over 20-some years, man, it's just amazing to see how everything has um, transpired for him. Did Mac Jones win the job or Cam Newton lose the job? I think Mac Jones won the job. That's why I had nothing negative to say about Cam. I think, you know, you look at Mac and everything that he did, he came in the first game, they put him in a, a no huddle offense and let him just dink and dunk, let him throw the ball down the field, decide who, and you'd watch him play. I mean, the kid is accurate. He's smart. He's so poised. And, you know, he'll, he's not afraid to get in somebody's face. I just love the kid, and I think that it was a – I never thought that Cam would get um, cut, but the fact that he got cut just shows me that Cam has a big, big personality, and you can't have somebody with that type of personality behind Mac Jones because you just don't know how it's going to affect the young quarterback, and it could potentially divide the locker room as well. Does Cam play again? Well, he has to decide if he's okay with being a backup quarterback because he's not going to be a starter in this league. If he wants to be a bridge quarterback or if he wants to be, say, a backup quarterback to someone, you know, for a, a period of time, then yes. But I don't see Cam Newton sign with anyone and being their starter this year, next year, or even in the future. When's the last time you cracked up Bill Belichick? Cracked up? Like made him laugh out loud. Uh, I just think the last time that we, we, you know, when I got inducted to the Hall of Fame, the Patriots, I think it was two, 2019, we just had some, you know, some old conversations and we hugged and we smiled and we laughed and, and it was just good to see Coach. But I think Coach has done a really great job of getting talent, surrounding this young man with talent. You look at their offensive line, it's going to be good, Dan. Yeah. They go four or five deep at the running back position. Um, they always have special, good special teams, a, a better defense. I think their defense is going to be top five, top ten. And this kid is set up to succeed right now. And I believe that they can push Buffalo for that division. I think they're a playoff team for sure. And I agree. Yeah. That offensive line is going to be one of the top five offensive lines probably. And then you have all those running backs. And it, you got the tight ends as well. It, it, it does feel like sort of what they did with Brady when they put Brady in there. You guys had a really good defense. And, you know, at the time, Bill's going, just don't don't lose a game for us, it felt like. But go back to that Super Bowl when Tom wins his first, and instead of playing for overtime, and John Madden famously during the game is like, you know, with, with Tom Brady there, they should be playing for overtime. Brady comes out in that two-minute drill, you know, leading you down for Vinatieri's kick. Like, uh, what was that like, though, on the sidelines when all of a sudden you realize Belichick's letting Brady try to win this game? Oh, I think we froze up. Can you hear me, Rod? Uh, once again, I thought I had a great question, and then he was really giving it great thought yeah, there. Good setup, too. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yes, McLovin. Patriots may be playing with the equipment as they've been known to do. The video equipment maybe didn't want him answering that. Oh, just uh, conspiracy uh, theory. No, <laughs> Seaton's giving give me a look. Yeah, anytime there's a negative Patriot story, Seaton's always. <laughs> Have you ever agreed with any of the negative stories, Seaton, about the Patriots? Where you go, yeah, I could see that, or I agree with that. Negative stories? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Give me an example. Uh, <laughs> like deflate gate. Oh, it's ideal gas law. Oh, they had it yeah. explained right away. Why hasn't the league ever released the whole next year? The league spent a, a whole season testing all of the footballs in their air pressure. Wait, wait, Rodney's back. Rodney's back. It's BS. I think Rod, can you hear me? I can hear you, Dan. Okay. Take me back to that first Super Bowl, Brady won. And when you guys are on the sidelines, 
And he's trying to win. Belichick's letting him try to win that game instead of going into overtime. Yeah, Dan, think about it. Don, Tom's not built to try to tie the game. Tom, he's built. His mindset is no matter what situation that we're in, no matter what the circumstance is, Tom Brady is trying to win. And that's the confidence that we had in him. You know, and that's why it didn't, it didn't matter if you see Tom with 50 seconds, 40 seconds, a minute, or two minutes. These are things that we've always worked on. And that, that's when Tom Brady really shines in those critical moments. And that's the thing that really separates him from everyone else. He's Rodney Harrison, NBC Football Night in America analyst, two-time Super Bowl champ. Do you care about the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Um, I do um, to a certain point. I believe that I, I definitely um, deserve to be there. But also believe that, you know, in time and when it's when it's my time, I will go. You know, I used to get caught up in oh that guy. How did he go and stuff like that? (laughs) But at the end of the day, it's not even about that. Um, It's about, you know, when when it's ultimately my time to go, I know God's going to lead the way and I'll be happy with it. Who's the best defensive back? In your opinion. In the league now? No, that that you ever played against. I would say you have to put a guy like a um, Charles Woodson in that category. I think, you know, Charles, over the course of his career, he's shown so much versatility, a guy that can play outside. He's played inside as a nickel, as a, you know, he played as a linebacker. He's played as a deep safety. So a guy like that, to be able to be that productive over that many years and play uh, a multitude of positions, I would think that, you know, I would say when he retired, I called Charles or texted him through Peter King. was like, hey, I think you're the greatest defensive back of all time because he can do everything at every single position. Wow. Like Charles could have been a pro bowler at every single position in the secondary. Most frustrating wide receiver that you faced? Oh, it had to be um, Jerry. It would be Jerry Rice and Marvin Harrison, because no matter how much you hit Marvin Harrison, how much you jammed him, that little dude was always going to find a little way to get right there in the openings and catch the ball. Jerry Rice, because his relentlessness, his route running, his consistency, no matter how hard you hit him, he's going to come right back across the middle and look at you and say, that's all you got? Get up and run back to the huddle. So those two guys are definitely the most frustrating. And you got fined for your hit on Jerry Rice, didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah, I got to find like a full game check. And that was back in like 98, I think it was, or 2001. And they got me for about 150 grand, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. But it was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you write the check or do they take it out of your your Well, just okay. put it like this. When you go and they they're gonna find you a game check, basically, you just don't collect your check. Okay. You just don't have you just don't get that check. So <laughs> it was just a, a, a Monday or a Tuesday that I just went in and said, Hey, I just don't get paid this week. But it was nice knocking his head off. <laughs> what do you say to your wife when you say, Hun, uh, not getting paid this week? Hey, we still got money. You still, still riding a nice car. You still got a, a roof over your head. We'll be fine. <laughs> uh, who do you like more, the Rams or the Chargers? Um, the Rams. I think Matthew Stafford, I think he's going to do a great job. Um, can he get him to the Super Bowl? We'll see. I mean, he hasn't been in that situation before. But overall, them as a, um, as a group, I like the continuity. I think Sean McVay is a, a, a still a really solid um, head coach. And I think that defense will be good with Aaron Donald. So I would definitely give them, you know, look at the Chargers, man. The Chargers over the years, they've had special teams issues. They've had penalties. They've always been just so um, injuries, injuries, undisciplined. It can't kick field goals, just all those different things. But I think slowly but surely, Brandon Staley will get this team back to where they need to be. And Derwin James coming back, he's going to be outstanding. Look for him to be defensive player of the year. Aaron Rodgers, more likely to stay or less likely to stay if the Packers are successful? I would say, I would say if they if they win a Super Bowl, I can say, you know, they'll probably extend them and give them a big contract. But if they don't win a Super Bowl, and it's just really disrespectful from a Packers organization standpoint, like no matter how much Aaron Rodgers frustrates you, he's great. He's great, and he doesn't deserve to be treated the way they treated him. How can Aaron Rodgers ever go into a season worrying about his contract? I mean, how does that happen? 
Like, he is that great of a player where he should never have to worry about his contract. Like, Tom should have never had to worry about his contract. Those dudes you take care of because they love football, they're passionate about it, they put team first, and they should be rewarded. And I just don't understand, like, who's who's ever running the Green Bay Packers? Why would you even put your team in a situation like this, let alone Aaron Rodgers having to to come out publicly? And it's it's all a distraction. And your goal is to win a Super Bowl? I think it's going to affect them going into the season. Well, if they gave him a heads up and said, we're drafting Jordan Love, that doesn't mean he was going to be happy that they were drafting Jordan Love. I think they were, they were betting on Aaron Rodgers. You know, his numbers were going to continue to drop. He had had two subpar seasons for him and they thought, okay, the end is near. We're going to draft Jordan Love. Um, I understand what their logic was. But can you give him a heads up that you're going to be drafting a quarterback? Or, well, even if even if you do or if you don't, you still have to go to him out of respect. And to me, if I'm an organization, if I'm running an organization as a general manager, I'm pulling Aaron to the side and I'm letting them know, hey, our plan is this. Our plan is to draft this young man, let him learn two or three years behind you and let you do your thing. And by that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to come and we're going to do a new contract to let you know that that's our intention. But they didn't do that with Aaron Rodgers. They didn't show him the respect or the loyalty that he deserved, and he had a right to be pissed off. I've been working on my Belichick impersonation. Let me see it. Uh, Ronnie, uh, I think you're a Hall of Famer. It's great to talk to you, and uh, I wish you the best, uh, NBC. Uh, I'm glad that that uh, guy Dan Patrick's not on there anymore. So uh, just uh, want to wish you a good season, okay? Dan, that is spot on, especially the part about he said he wished Dan Patrick was <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell the, the audience and the Danettes, that time we were at uh, the Jets game, Patriots-Jets, might have been the butt fumble, and Belichick comes out of the tunnel, and you and Tony Dungy are there, and he's, like, shaking your hands, and, and then I was next in line, and then he just walked, he walked right by me. Oh, uh, Hey, I had the same experience. I think it was in Dominic and Sue. He walked up to coach and, you know, I had said some things about him in the past <laughs> and I'm on the sideline and he walks up to me and he shakes coach hands. And I'm looking at the biggest guy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> one of the toughest, meanest dudes. I'm like, I hope this dude just doesn't backslap me. <laughs> and he gave me the dirtiest look and walked away. I was like, God bless. I'm glad I'm okay. <laughs> hey, hey, great to talk to you as always. Uh, good luck this season. Thank you again for joining us, buddy. Anytime, Dan. Good to see you, bro. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters. Gaps in health coverage. But... When the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches, but did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything, so when an illness or injury happens, 
you can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. We were just talking about spring training, playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball, and I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paulie used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium, and I slung Miller Lite, so I was just throwing them out there. Okay. Not literally. Okay, but just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes, not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bat's crack of the beer? Oh, I'd crack of the beer, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer, everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let me give the official introduction to uh, John Oates, rock and roll, R&B, soul guitar singer, songwriter, record producer, rock and roll Hall of Famer, and of course, one half of uh, Hall & Oates. I mentioned that uh, Hall & Oates have uh, made 21 albums. They've sold over 80 million albums and uh, making them the most successful duo in rock history. Ten number one records, over 20 top 40 hits, and John Oates joining us on the program. John, thanks for joining us. Let me apologize before we start this for whatever is going to happen after this. But uh, it's great to have you on. Great to see you again. It's great to see you too, Dan. Thanks, man. Uh, I just I just finished the tour, so uh, man, uh, it's uh, it's it's great to be here in our cabin in Colorado, and I'm going to get a little bit of R and R before we resume. But um, anyway, it's great to talk to you. And whenever I go to Paris and I'm having breakfast, <laughs> I have I have breakfast with John. Yes, oh, now, of course. Now, uh, but of course. Now I, I knew you. I knew you, but I didn't know if you knew me. That's when I thought, well, I'm just going to walk over and say hello. Now, well, you, you, you know, can be I, honest. I, I, I took the I took the uh, croissant out of my mouth and uh, was uh, no no of course I know you you know I'm a sports fan I I follow you and watch your show and um, yeah it was great I mean it's always great to see uh, a fellow uh, Yank in uh, when you're in a foreign country and uh, you know it reminds me of the good old days man when we just uh, traveled around and uh, enjoyed uh, being in Europe so uh, things have changed but yeah that was a that was a good time all right your favorite band or artist that you performed with over the years is who wow wow that's a heck of a question you know we performed oof, i don't even know where to, to begin we performed you know we opened for stevie wonder we opened for david bowie on his first american tour blood sweat and tears we played with uh you know we played with when we've done shows with the eagles and, and it list goes on i mean we've been doing this for almost 50 years so but bowie where to begin. bowie wasn't ziggy stardust this was yes it was his first it was the first show on the ziggy stardust tour and we opened for him in Memphis. Tennessee. Absolutely. What did you think when you saw uh, Bowie? I, I was shocked because I had been a fan of him for his first album, Hunky Dory, which he was, which was kind of an experimental singer songwriter, acoustic kind of record. And I had no idea what he was going to do. And when he came out in the sequin, you know, <laughs> suit with the red hair and the whole bit, I was like, okay, so you can actually do that in your career. <laughs> it was, it was, it was eye opening, honestly. But then you're with Stevie wonder. 
the, the, the list goes on and on. You know, we, we, you know, we did Live Aid in Philly with Mick Jagger and Tina Turner, and we played the Apollo Theater with Eddie Kendrick and David Ruffin from The Temptations. I mean, I really, you know, um, we've just been blessed and fortunate to be part of a great era in, in rock music history. And, uh, you know, I feel like we got a chance to pick the cherries from the top of the tree, you know. But would you rather talk music or would you rather talk sports? I'll talk sports. We're on a sports show, man. I, I, I love sports. I'm a, I've been a, you know, I'm, I, I'm an amateur athlete, I guess you could say over the years when I was in school and uh, always loved, uh, always loved football, but I was always too small to play. And um, well, I was in junior high. I wasn't too small until I kept getting my butt kicked. And then I said, I better, better concentrate on strumming my guitar. Okay. You get a chance to meet Nick Saban. Oh, <laughs> what, yes. What was that like? We were playing in Tuscaloosa and the promoter was a, a, an Alabama alum and we had, to, it was right. He said, to, he said to me, he goes, Hey, after sound check, do you want to go over and see Alabama practice? I said, yes, <laughs> yes. And I get, got a bunch of the guys in the band uh, together. We went over there and it was, it was an amazing experience. I have to say, if, if you ever have to question about why Alabama is Alabama, just if you had the uh, good fortune to take a tour of their facility, and see what happens inside that room, it's, you know, you'll become a believer immediately. And it was really interesting because we actually got to meet Coach Saban. And they told us when we first came in that he very rarely sees anyone during during the season. And um, so we were saying, well, you know, sure, of course, whatever, you know, whatever he says. But we went up uh, to his uh, office and uh, he has a nice, uh, nice woman who kind of handles uh, things for him up there. And I said, any chance I could sit at his desk? <laughs> and she said, sure. I said, can I wear his hat? And she says, yeah. I said, what about, can I put the rings on? And she said, absolutely. Cause he had all his rings on the front of the desk. There's a picture of me. I'll, I'll send it to you. There's a picture of me sitting at his desk with the hat and going like this. And we got all the rings on and it was amazing. And then in the next room, he was sitting there doing some paperwork and he graciously got up and spent, uh, spent a good five, 10 minutes with us. And uh, we talked, but I could tell his mind was somewhere else, even though he was, you know, he was very, very cordial with us, but he, he was he was focused and and it was an amazing experience. Uh, so I have to say we saw, you know, Jalen Hurts and, and Tua were both practicing with two different groups at the same time. It was during that period of time. And uh, it was great. It was amazing. But when I first met you in Paris uh, and you said you love the SEC. Like, how did you fall in love with SEC football? <laughs> I moved to Nashville. <laughs> I, I, I had to, uh, I had, I had no choice. Um, you know, you, you live in the South, you, uh, you eat, uh, sleep and drink uh, SEC and it's, you know, and quite frankly, you know, it's, it's just an amazingly competitive and uh, very high level of, of uh, excitement. And the, the fans, it's a culture, it's a culture in the South. It's more than just a football game. Have you guys done the Anthem? At a sporting event? I've done the anthem a number of times. Uh, I did the anthem. Um, I've, in fact, we just played Denver just two nights ago at, at the former Pepsi Center. And I first time I did the anthem was for a Nuggets game. But the most memorable one was when I did the anthem for um, the Phillies against the Rays on the famous game that got rained out. <sighs> The only game, I think, in World Series history that got rained out and winded out. I, I mean, I remember people, they were hitting uh, fly balls and the, and the ball was landing like 30 feet from the, you know. Uh, so I, I got to sing, sing, sing it there and uh, I've sung it a num number of times. Um, and then you guys just got off a tour. You were traveling around the world and then you're coming back stateside and then you'll start here. Uh... Well, no, no, just due, due to COVID, we, we had, you know, obviously we were off for a year and a half. We just did a 12, 12 cities and um, we started August 5th. Uh, quite frankly, I wasn't sure whether we were going to make it to today. Um, if, if our tour manager called me in the morning and said, hey, dude, go home, it wouldn't have surprised me. But the fans turned out. The, the audience was incredible. We, we had a very secure COVID safe bubble uh, among our, our team and our crew. Um, no one got sick. So, you know, I count it as a big win. And we just finished that and we'll resume on September 18th. We start in Maryland. We go down south and we end up at the Hollywood Bowl on October 1st. Who was your favorite band growing up? 
Wow. Um, well, I'm I'm going to show my age, but you know, uh, I go back to the early days of rock and roll: Chuck Berry and Elvis, uh, Little Richard, and then up through the uh, '60s, the great R&B that came out of uh, Stax Volt. You know, Sam and Dave, Otis Redding, Curtis Mayfield from Chicago, The Temptations, uh, a lot of the great Philly uh, artists as well. So, you know, it's been a mixed bag. Um, I love singer-songwriters: Joni Mitchell. I was a big fan of the band. So I'm a, I have really eclectic taste when it comes to music. But you guys don't refer to yourself as Hall and Oates. Well, I mean, isn't it every album like it's Daryl Hall and John Oates? We did that on purpose. I know it seems like a subtle point, but uh, we always wanted to be perceived as two guys who work together. And it's, it's, I know it's a subtle distinction, but it matters to us. And so the world calls us Hall and Oates. It's more convenient, of course. Um, but yeah, we're two individuals. We think differently. Uh, we lead different lives. Uh, we come together and we have a lot of commonality where our music comes together. But um, we're, we're perfectly capable of making records and doing things individually. All right. Um, Fritzy, who booked you, is a huge Hole & Oates fan. I, I kind of heard uh, yeah. the preamble to this. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know where <laughs> I'm going with this, John? I'm not quite sure, but I think I'm ready. Okay. Fritzy, what song would you like to sing? I'm going to say to John, not with John, if John sure. decides that he wants to uh, join in. But... Um, that's I, I I'm assuming that's water you're taking a drink out of John before you do this not not vodka or anything well you know actually it is it is water okay. but I have a feeling I have a feeling I'm gonna wish it <laughs> all right Fritzy what what do you want to sing with one of your idols I chose Jono. kiss on my list private eyes probably my favorite but I went with kiss on my list for okay two. why don't you sing just a little bit so John at least understands sort of you know what what your voice range is hopefully you won't kill me too much because again since I'm a little kid I love all notes I'm you know I don't want to say president of the fan club but I'm a huge fan <laughs> just sing okay okay my <laughs> friends wonder why I call you all the time what can I say I don't feel the need to give such secrets away. You think bad, maybe I need help? No, I That's know. enough. Okay. That's enough. <laughs> right. I get it. I, I've heard that song before. No, that's, you know what? That's pretty darn good. Thanks. I have to say, I'm going to tell Daryl that you, uh, <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're ready. You're ready to step in at any moment. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> Daryl's going to go, huh? Who? Put me in, coach. Yeah. Put me in, coach. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. That was just a sampling here. That was very exciting just now. That, yeah. was, that was you seriously made a dream come true here. That I'm talking to John Oates and singing. One now, of the see songs. once again. I'm being No, but no, my dream make my dreams come true. I know I'm supposed to play you... on words with one of the songs, but I'm, I'm genuinely being serious right now. That you know, John Oates on the show and me uh, singing along with him. I it just it's crazy right now. For uh, John, do people I, I, come up and and use those lines to you? Like that the song titles? Yes. Yeah, they, you know, women will come up and go, hey, I'm a man eater. And I go, oh, I'm sorry for you. I really feel sorry for you. Um, you know, it's you, you know what I've realized while I was listening to you guys uh, prior to coming on? I realized that our song titles can could actually be part of a conversation. Yes. Um, you, yes. It, it's it's kind of interesting. You, you guys were like throwing out all these titles and a lot of deep tracks, too, which was cool. Because you got uh, Family Man, I Can't Go For That. Uh, Kiss on my list, man eater, one on one, out of touch, private eyes, rich girl, Sarah smile, say it ain't so, she's gone, uh, you make my dreams, uh, you've you've lost that loving feeling, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Fritzy, do you have another one that you want to do here with John before uh, I put him, you know, out of his misery and I let him go? Okay, I chose you've okay. lost that love and feeling because that's like that's like all John Oates. He get, he gets that rolling and that's like all about Oates. So I thought that would be a, a good song. Are you are you, is that your song, though? That's no, no, no. That was written by Phil, by uh, Barry Mann and Cynthia Weil, two amazing Brill building songwriters from way back in New York City. Uh, that was originally recorded by the Righteous Brothers. And um that's like, I mean, do you, if you have a minute, I can tell you a very kind of quick, crazy story about that. Song. Yes, absolutely. We had made an album called Voices in the early 80s. And um, in those days, what we would do is we would have a listening party for our friends, for the record company, radio people. And we'd bring them into the studio and we debut the album, you know, and of course, it would always hopefully, uh, you know, big success. We did that. And, uh, you know, everyone was the vibe was good. But we felt Daryl and I both felt after we listened to it in its entirety, we said something's missing. We didn't know what it was. So after the listening party, we, we were in the village. We were recording at Electric Lady on 
8th Street in Greenwich Village. And we went to the uh, pizza place, which was literally a half a block down the street. And we were having some pizza. And on the jukebox came the Righteous Brothers original version of You Lost That Love and Feeling. And we looked at each other and go, why don't we just cut that? <laughs> And so the next morning we went into the studio with a band. We cut it in half a day, uh, recorded the track, sang the song, put it on the album, and it became a big hit for us. So uh, it was just one of those things. It was just kind of happened. But and you were also We Are the World. You yeah, you're part of that, that, right? I mean, there were a lot of different people in there. Uh, you know, not that was how amazing. Do you, how do you explain that, that, though? I mean, you you had uh, was Waylon Jennings there? I, 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 I'm not sure. I don't think so. <laughs> Dan no. Aykroyd. No, <laughs> no, no. There were only, there were only musical performers in the room. Are you the... sure? Well, he might've been there. Uh, I, you know what? There was so much going on. It was so heady to be in that room. All I know is where I was standing, where they placed me in the group. Ray Charles was off my left shoulder. <laughs> Bob Dylan was off my right shoulder. And all I knew is that I was in a really good place. I said, this is cool. I said, I don't know what's happening here, but I feel good about where I'm at right now. All right, Fritzy, are you ready? Yes. Okay. John, you can choose to jump in or you can just sit there and listen. I don't know. I may have to just enjoy this, but let's oh, see where okay. it goes. I, I, okay. You never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. That's the way. All and right. There's no tenderness like before in your fingertips. You're trying hard not to show it, baby. But baby, baby, I know it. Okay. okay. All right. You know what? Okay. You get the part. You okay. got the part. Okay. When they do, when they do my biopic, I'll make sure that we <laughs> we uh, we call you. You'll be first of all. Uh, John, you're a good sport. And uh, once again, it was great seeing you uh, when we had breakfast in Paris. Uh, good luck with the tour. And and uh, I know you're part of our celebrity bracket challenge with March Madness. We hope to have you back again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. John. I can't wait. This weekend's college football first weekend. I'm I'm excited. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge, now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.